it's all little details that add up to a fantasy character. We just want you to believe they really exist. Well, and of course we don't. You go into a movie theater, you know you're being transported to a, a fictional fantasy world. But the more you can suspend your disbelief, the more fun it is. You know, I think, I think people want to suspend their disbelief. They don't want to sit there and pick away at it. You know, they just spent whatever it is, 16, 17, 18 bucks to, to go have an experience. They're leaning in, you know. So there's a, there's a kind of almost a, a contract between the, between the movie and the audience. We're all just going to join hands and skip off to Pandora together, and it's going to be fun. That is James Cameron talking Avatar The Way of the Water, courtesy of 20th Century Fox Today on Byte. As we look at that movie, we'll have more in a moment. Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, horror, fantasy, and comics help us explore our own humanity. As we heard earlier, James Cameron returns writing and directing the first sequel, and this one has plenty of water. The key to it was to shoot really underwater and really at the surface of the water so people were swimming properly and they were, they were you know, uh, taking their own weight to get out of the water properly or diving in properly. And it, and it, it just looks like that. It just looks, it looks real because the motion was real. Um, and the emotion was real, <laughs> you know, because these kids are having to learn how to be underwater. They don't know how to be underwater. They, they were raised in the forest. And so, uh, you know, their fear factor probably probably helped. Although everybody was very, very well trained, and uh, we we used a very a very safe and systematic way to allow them to to dive. They were all scuba trained, but we didn't use scuba. We just did that so that they got used to being underwater for long periods of time. And we went to Hawaii, and we got everybody on scuba, but we were also doing free diving training at the same time. Cliff Curtis talks about Tonawari, one of the water-dwelling new species we meet on Avatar. So we have uh, Tonawari, who's the Oloktan. Our Tsahik of our tribe is Ronal, played by Kate Winslet. Then we have Aonung, our oldest son, and our daughter, who is Tserea. Now, we hold a, an important position in our village, and our reef village, and we have a lot of expectations upon us that we put upon ourselves and on our children around traditional conduct, about what is right and what is wrong, about uh, our traditions and how we are to do things. We have a very classical approach to how we behave um, for not only our family, but for our, our reef family and our community and for other reef and all of our cousins and brothers and sisters of the ocean. So it's a very highly organized society. Kate Winslet is Ronell, and she talks doing motion capture in water. So the underwater performance capture, um, it's, it's, a, it's a, first of all, it's a huge amount to think about. So there's not just the physical challenge of holding your breath. There's then the added challenge of acting out a scene underwater where everything is very different. You're having to imagine coral reefs, you're having to picture, you know, other Natvi, Metkayina swimming around you. Um, and often acting with a child who is in actual fact a 
safety diver who's 35 years old and not a nine-year-old girl. Um, so there's, there's that sort of added element too. Then you have the challenge of your movements are very, very different underwater. So rather than sort of sculling all the time or desperately trying to kick your legs to sort of stay in one place, finding that serenity and that calm, that's another thing. So there's all of that to take care of first. Then you have a wetsuit with motion capture bubbles all over you. Then you have a helmet and an arm with a GoPro sat in the front of it. Returning again, as Jake Sully is Sam Worthington, but he's no longer human. I think Jake and Natiri is the ultimate love story. I think it, it showed you in the first movie. It didn't matter whether you were, you know, what race you were, what planet you were, what color you were from. Love is love, and I think it forges, you know, the first film and the, the battle that they undertook forged a, an unbreakable bond between them. It gets tested. Just like any marriage, it gets uh, tried like any kind of relationship under duress. But I think that, you know, Natiri is Jake's world. You know, that's the world that he found. He tells us more about Jake in this one. Jake's a bit more of a warrior this time, so I wanted to give him a bit more of an animalistic feel. He's not necessarily as human as he was 10 years ago. He has adapted. So it gave me an opportunity to kind of put that feral nature into Jake. Um, to distance himself from being the guy in the wheelchair from the first film. Zoe Zaldana on Natiri and what she likes about her. What inspires me about Natiri is the fact that she is a creature that is living in a world where having to be a feminist doesn't exist. It doesn't, it doesn't process through the minds of any males or any females. Um, I liked that. Because I was never really playing the empowerment of her. I was just playing her essence. I like, to, I like to believe that we can finally, one day, get to be in a world where women don't, do not have to actively empower themselves. But that is just like a birthright that nobody thinks of ever touching, you know? Um, so that's what I love the most about her. In the Aren't You Dead department, our first Stephen Lyon coming back as Corch. There is a spoiler alert for this one. His DNA was taken, as was uh, some of the other uh, Marines, RDA Marines. And um, the decision was made to go ahead and try to, to, to uh, put the a Marine sort of consciousness to bring him back. Uh, and, uh, and in a way, it's a fulfillment of his, this sort of, dream scenario that he has in the first film when he says to Sam, uh, you know, a marine consciousness in an avatar body, that's a potent mix. And, uh, and I, I don't think he had any conception at the time that he would end up that way. Aha, I, now we know. So Sigourney Weaver is playing a new character in Kiri. I remember having lunch with Jim. He started to talk about this kind of forest girl who um, could communicate with, with the animals and with the plants, who had a special gift of connection with living things, who had perhaps eventually a, a, a strong connection with Ewa. I loved the idea of this character. And then he said, well, and she's going to be about 14. And uh, I said, oh. <laughs> and uh, he said, and you and I know 
how immature you are. So I think you can handle this. That makes sense. With mocap, anybody can come back as something different. No doubt about it. John Landau is one of the producers. I think when Jim writes a script, he writes it without the boundaries of what is possible. He writes it to tell the best narrative story. And then when you pick up and read Titanic, Avatar, or The Way of Water, you go, how are we possibly going to do this? The challenge at first is so daunting that you don't know. But that's what excites me about the process. And that's what excites the crew that we were able to pull together. On Pandora and a new species. On Pandora in the first movie, we introduced audiences to a number of different creatures. Uh, as we move into the sequels, we're doing the same thing. There's one creature in particular called the Tulkun that is more than just a creature. It's actually an intellectual species. And the reason I say that is because it too can connect with Ewa and download its memories. And it shares its experiences with the Navi. The Tulkun are 300 foot long bohemoths, peaceful bohemoths of the oceans. They have a, a language that they speak that is unique. They have mathematics, they have music, they have song, all of these things. They have philosophy within their, their culture. And they have a very strong bond with the reef people. And the Metkayina each have a sister or brother that is their bond with the Tulkun. And that happens very early in, in life. And Renal, played by Kate Winslet, she has a Tulkun that she's bonded with. And it's a lifelong bond, and it's, it's a kindred spirit that they share with each other. And they celebrate each other's families, the birth of a new child, they mourn the loss of a family member. Um, and we see that in the sequels. Special thanks to 20th Century Fox for the audio we heard. Look for Avatar, The Way of the Water, at a theater near you. For Bite, this is Tony Tolado. <laughs>